Hello, and welcome to TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers. I'm Dr. Eileen Hale, the COO of our organization, and I have with me today Jen Gonzalez, the CEO of our organization. Jen, would you like to say hello? Hi, everybody. It's so great to be here talking with Eileen today, and we're just going to have a nice casual chat about some wonderful teaching tips for English language teachers and focusing on podcasting. Yes. So Jen and I decided to do a special episode together today because since we've been creating all these podcasts for the last eight months or more, we came to the revelation that we should do an episode on the value of podcasting specifically for English language learners and English language teachers. So here today, we want to, we're just going to have a more informal discussion on, first of all, why podcasts and can be valuable for English language learners, how they can be valuable, and how to implement them in your classrooms with different age students. So and let's just, jump in. Oh, I was so, just going to say really quickly, and also just beyond the idea of using them in your classroom, also using them as kind of lifelong learners ourselves in the profession, because this is a great way for us to stay on top of language and how it's changing and how it is used and heard internationally as an international language too. Definitely. Thanks for sharing that, Jen. Um, so we're going to start by talking about how and why podcasts are so helpful for English language learners to learn English. As Jen mentioned, from all different types of English that are spoken globally, uh, but how the audio of podcasts is really valuable for our learners. So things like, I'm going to mention a few, and Jen and I are just going to discuss back and forth these aspects of podcasts. Obviously, uh, podcasts are audio. And as you know, we have created them as YouTube. So we have the visual aspect as well. That's something we might delve into in another episode, but how you can turn a podcast into a YouTube video and maybe for high school or advanced students, that could be a lesson you could do outside of the classroom. But without digressing too much, <laughs> podcasts have real life language. And that is highly important, as all of us know, because we really want our learners to be speaking communicatively outside the classroom. So podcasts provide that real life language that they can listen to and hear with so many different contexts on so many different topics globally from different perspectives of English speakers around the world. Jen, would you like to add some ideas to how yes. to help English language learners? Right. And just kind of going off that real life language piece. I also like that you with podcasts, because there is such a wide variety and usually they are produced uh, at a very regular interval. Um, maybe it's on a weekly interval. The language that is used is contemporary language. It's the language that you would hear in communities today as it is spoken. You can also hear a wide range of speakers from different age levels, different genders, and different places around the world. Um, so as I think about this as a benefit for English language learners, especially for younger learners who I've tended to work with, is that so much of the language that our young English language learners hear is adult language instead of hearing kid appropriate language, the way kids pronounce things, the, the, 
the turn of phrase or the colloquialisms or idioms that kids use is really important. So having that wide range of voices is so important. Um, And it also allows us to then be exposed to just a lot of different vocabulary out there. I know that there are things that speakers in the U.S. say that are younger than I am, and I don't know what they're saying. So when I listen to a podcast, it allows me a little window into their world, too, and it expands my knowledge of how kids and younger people are using language today. Yes, totally. I agree. And we will put some resources at the end for you, specifically related to different age groups of podcasts, podcasts for different age groups. So as Jen mentioned, you can have kids podcasts and or podcasts that are relevant for different age groups. So that's a great advantage, as she mentioned, um, highlighting vocabulary in podcasts. We're going to talk about some activities in just a few minutes. But podcasts also really help students develop an ear for pronunciation and intonation and the natural fluency of language, how it's spoken, rather than you having to teach. Uh, People learn subconsciously, as we do through music. But again, just listening, they, they hear the intonation, the inflections of even sarcasm or humor, things that are harder to teach, if you will. But if you hear it, and it's like when kids mimic their parents, they mimic the sarcasm of their parents or the voices that their parents use, hopefully good ones with one another. Uh, But those are things that they can subconsciously learn from podcasts. Podcasts also- Back to that natural way that we originally learned our mother tongue languages, right? I mean, we learned through listening and responding and interacting. Exactly. If you think about how we all learned our first language, the first year to two years, uh, the majority of us were doing nothing but listening and mimicking all the sounds and intonations and inflections from our parents, usually, or our siblings. So in the same way, you know, audio is one of our first sources of learning as human beings. So think about building on that background of your students, because we all have that listening skill. And also a unique thing about podcasts as it kind of levels the playing field, if you will, you know, oftentimes our learners are at different reading levels and that can cause challenges for us as teachers to be able to adapt the text and scaffold the reading materials. As podcasts as well, they can be spoken quickly, but you have the ability to slow the pace of the podcast and to repeat and repeat a section and give it to students to listen to outside the classroom. So if they didn't catch it, it was spoken too quickly, they could re-listen to it at home on their phone and many different forms of and ways to listen to podcasts, which led Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, and some podcasts actually allow you to follow along with a printed transcripts that is highlighted. So depending on the podcast that you're looking at, they might have additional scaffolding pieces, um, such as that highlighted transcript. Exactly. And we all know as English language teachers that building on the background knowledge of our students is really important. So podcasts lend themselves to this aspect of learning because people can, one of the assignments you can do, if you will, outside of class or in class is ask your students how they connect with the story they listen to, if it's a story or the news clip they listen to, but everyone will come to it and hear something slightly different based on their background. But again, you can 
tease that out, if you will, as a teacher to try to highlight how it impacts them based on their different background. Right. So that really ties into that social emotional learning piece that has been um, a big talking point around education right now and how it builds empathy. We've had a lot of research out there on how reading helps us build empathy and understanding a story from different perspectives and points of view. Listening does the same thing. And in a way, I feel like it allows us to tap in a little bit more and connect to that person. We can hear that person's voice speaking their story. We can hear it if their voice catches. We can hear that subtle change in intonation, as you mentioned before, that allows us to really um, connect more deeply to a story or that's being shared. Definitely. And as we all know, as educators, especially as teachers of language, the importance of listening comprehension skills. And, you know, this is one of the fundamental life skills. It's not just for our language learners. We all need listening skills in all of our relationships. How many of us need them with our partners, whoever, our husbands, wives, with our kids, or grandparents, anybody you're in a relationship, you need to be able to listen well. So the audio part of podcasts is a lifetime skill in all relationships. In education, as we know, especially as we go into high school and university, more and more is audio, the listening to lectures. You spend more time listening and reading as you get into higher education. And of course, for your career, we really need to listen in any aspect of our careers. So this supports also our comprehension skills for reading, and it's an essential part of communication. Anything yeah, else you just, just add? Yeah, I just wanted to touch in on that reading comprehension piece. You know, being an early um, or young learner's teacher, it's really important because a lot of times when we introduce new reading words, we say, what sound is it making? Or listen to the sound I'm saying. And we do this sort of predictive listening is what I'll call it when we're trying to decode words. We usually build an understanding of our vocabulary about the words we hear sooner than the words we read. So what I mean by that is I might understand a word that I, and the meaning of that word when I hear it, but I might not recognize it when I read it. So having these two skills work together is essential for decoding and building uh, a complete idea of language comprehension. Definitely. And being able to understand what we hear out in the community in the real world or on the news or anything else is obviously extremely essential. So highlighting this with uh, assigning podcasts to listen to at mm -hmm. home is a great way to build up that listening skill. And right. on that I, note, sorry. I was just going to say as part of that, you know, you, um, I was thinking of a story that a friend of mine had told me and he was an English language learner and he was hired to uh, translate in English. Mm -hmm. And he had practiced so much with American or British English, but he was hired by a person um, of Southeast Asian descent who was speaking English and he was translating it to another language. And he realized that because he wasn't exposed to other Englishes, that he didn't have as complete uh, understanding of what was being said. So this is where that listening part is essential to communication. So even if I know, or I think I know English, 
if I don't understand a wide variety of English, I could still be at a disadvantage for communication. Yeah, definitely. Um, and going along the topic of even podcasting compared to audiobooks, a couple of things we want to touch on is the difference between audiobooks as well as teachers often say, well, how am I going to keep my kids' attention just mm -hmm. with audio? They're so used to visual stimulation these days. So, Jen, would you like to talk about audiobooks and then maybe I'll jump into the visual versus audio discussion? Sure. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, it could be audiobooks, it could be, um, you know, written books, or it even could be movies or TV episodes. Why is this different? Why is the podcast different from that? Mm -hmm. And in this case, the language that's being used in the podcast is very different than the audiobook. The language in books has been specifically selected by an author to help convey or portray a specific time, a setting, a place. It has been created to be sustained over time. Whereas the podcast is more of a conversation. It's a sharing of the language in the moment um, for this intended audience to be listened to. It's To me, it's typically more reflective of the language that is being used in our communities, in our businesses, in our workplaces today. Um, and it changes. And that's what I love about the podcast. Also, podcasts are typically very short. So where I have to sustain my attention for a long period of time and keep coming back and engaging with that audiobook over chapters, for that podcast, it can be anywhere from five minutes, maybe up to an hour or so if it's a long podcast, but oftentimes it's between 10 to 20 minutes or so, which is nice because it's a small chunk. It's appropriate for the classroom. Totally. And we were going to talk about um, content-based instruction. Do you want to also discuss sure. how it relates to content-based instruction? Yes, absolutely. And so this is another great thing about podcasts. Um, there are so many different podcasts on every different topic imaginable out there, um, whether it's science or maths or social studies, world history, news podcast, religion, anything that you need to cover or learn about, there is a podcast out there made for you. This is especially important if you are a content-based instruction or content and language integrated teacher, where you are maybe teaching another subject in English, and you realize that your students maybe aren't as strong in English or have the English language level that you do when you're explaining concepts or ideas, you can use a podcast to help you with that. And there's quite a few, I'm thinking of Nat Geo. Nat Geo does podcasts as well as Voice of America. And those two in my mind, as I'm thinking about a science classroom would be great because they build podcasts at a lower uh, comprehension level, or they could be slowed down. Sometimes their podcasts are paired with images or supplementary materials that could be used in the classroom to support your content of instruction, whether it be math, science, um, history, as we said. So, and the other thing with that is that you can also find podcasts 
created around the world too. So I was just, I found one that I thought was really interesting an African folktales podcast that I can't wait to, to try out. Yeah. And it's a way to bring in cultures from around the world. And as we mentioned, English is from around the world. So you can listen to a podcast from the Australian perspective, the Irish perspective, <laughs> any parts of the world where the English is the first language find there, I would be a really fun activity to do actually to find the Englishes of the world and have students listen to the same topic from different Englishes around the world from different uh, producers of the podcast. Yeah, uh, I also wanted to circle back, sorry, to how podcasts captivate our mm. listeners, even when we don't have the visual. So there's pros and cons to this, right? I'm going to highlight the pros because our kids are so used to having visual stimulation. I say kids and or students of different levels and ages. Um, but oftentimes there's like overstimulation also of the visual. Mm -hmm. And with our current pandemic around the world, people are so glued to their screens that oftentimes they need a break from their screen. They need to get up and move around outside away from their computer. And podcasts are amazing for this because you can use the good old telephone, put your headset in and listen wherever you go. You can be taking a walk on the beach, a hike in the mountains, wherever you can get out and get some fresh air away from your computer, you can still be learning and assimilating that knowledge. And oftentimes you can assimilate it more. You know, there's proven research and scientific evidence that you learn more when you're exercising, you retain more, I should say. So think about how you can assign podcasts outside of your classroom and then come back in and listen to it together as a review and listening for specific aspects of the podcast. But it's a great way to... Uh, utilize podcasts 24 seven. It doesn't have to be within a certain time frame. People can listen to it when it's convenient for them. And when they're doing chores at home around the house, <laughs> doing something for their mom, folding laundry and listening to a podcast. So motivate your kids of all ages to participate in housework while listening to a podcast. <laughs> Kind of going off of that. Um, and we're kind of getting into how to section now, right? Eileen is, yeah. um, you know, since we are unsure with the pandemic and how everything is continuing, podcasts are something you could send a link to a student and they can listen to it on a, a phone if you had it. Or if they had a computer or some connected device, they can listen to it in, in that way. Um, and then you could just you could text comprehension questions with them. You could WhatsApp with your students afterwards as a way to follow up. You could have your students post an audio message back to you to summarize. So this is also another way to share learning content with your students when you're dispersed, when you can't be together. Um, and it doesn't have to be in a synchronous format. It could be asynchronous where they're doing some of the learning. And you as a teacher could also create a podcast, or maybe you and your students create a podcast as well as part of that um, to support the learning that needs to take place when we can't be in a physical classroom together. Um, the other great thing is podcasts are typically free. Um, there's so much free content out there, so you don't have to worry about paying for these educational materials. Yeah, and a couple other ideas for the how-to Obviously, you need to find the content that's appropriate for your students, ages, levels, but there's a ton of resources out there. And if you're struggling to find something, feel free to email us at ttelt info 
www.ecofoundations.org. And we'd be happy to help research for you for your specific uh, context. But there's a lot of fun things you can do. Uh, as Jen mentioned, have your students create one. Uh, if you haven't already learned about Anchor, Anchor is super user-friendly and easy to learn. And you'll be surprised any students will learn it a lot faster than us. As we get older, it's harder for, to learn all this new technology. Uh, but Anchor allows you to create a podcast and incorporate music, for example, which is really fun for students because everybody likes putting in a little clip of one of their songs. But without digressing too much on that topic, that's one aspect you can do with podcasting. You can also um, do some pre-activities, during, pre during class activities and post-activities. Mm -hmm. For example, set the stage, put the name of a podcast and a little description of it and have your students do a pre-writing or pre-discussion and small group activity of what do you think this podcast is going to be about and do a brainstorm first. Then listen even to part of the podcast, not the whole thing, maybe the first five minutes, and then do a pause and have them again do a group discussion or in pairs or a short uh, free write on their opinion on the topic. They could have a debate about the topic. And at the end, you could have them write a summary, uh, agreement or disagreement. There's a lot of you know, ways you can utilize podcasts for all aspects of language teaching. Do you want to add anything to that, uh, Jen? Yeah, one activity that I love is like an information gap activity. So where you've given them either a partially completed transcript and they're looking to fill in those words that are missing, or it can even be a semantic feature analysis and they're just making a check like this character in the story has this feature or that feature. So there's a couple of different ways that you can do that. And that once again goes back to that listening comprehension piece. And they're actually demonstrating their listening comprehension by filling in an information gap activity. Um, the other thing that I think is really exciting is, like I said, being able to have students respond to them and respond in a variety of ways. So they can also respond by doing a video or audio clip, as you said. Um, and Flipgrid might be a way to do that if you're doing it remotely. Um, or just using Telegram or WhatsApp as a way to respond as well. And I will say if you host your own podcast, such as on Anchor, they do take voice messages there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can do a lot of information gap activities. It really, they really lend themselves to all four of our regular <laughs> teaching skills, <laughs> reading, writing, listening, and speaking. Another writing and or reading activity you could ask your students to do as a result of a podcast is find an article related to this podcast that supports it or adds more evidence or information to the podcast. Then they have to bring that article to share back in, in class, whether it's in person or not, um, or write a little summary of it and share that back using their oral language skills. So we could go on and on about all the ways you can use podcasts. I'm sure you all as listeners will come up with even more ideas for us. So we may tune back in for a live workshop <laughs> on this topic. We're just yeah. going to summarize. Sorry. With, I was just uh, going to say, uh, I wanted to circle back around really quickly. You said to find content appropriate to your students' age levels and content. And one trick is, as you listen to it, make sure that you understand at least 80% of the content. But then also check in um, with students, or you could tell them that they need to, in the first few minutes, kind of do a quick assessment. How much of that do I understand from the podcast? 
Because um, if we're not comprehending the words that are there, then it's going to become frustrating for our students. And that's what we want to avoid is that frustration level as well. So I think that that's a, an important piece to remember. Yeah, for sure. And that's a really good point and differentiates from even, you know, watching the news on TV, for example, oftentimes it's spoken so quickly. It's very hard for most of us to understand news in another language. Mm -hmm. And it may be uh, similar for podcasting in some ways. So finding the accurate podcast for your students' levels uh, might be your first challenge. But again, we can help you with that. There are a lot of great resources out there that we will put in our notes at the end to give you some to start with. So to summarize, we're just going to talk again about the pros of podcasts. So I'll mention a few. Um, Again, they're accessible 24-7, both for listening and for assigning as teachers for homework and having our students do that podcast listening at all times of the day or night, which is good and bad, right? (laughs) Their parents might have to take away their earbuds. Um, you can also control the speed of the podcast, as Jen mentioned. You can do it slower and or faster. You can usually um, obtain a transcript of podcasts, which is also really helpful. And that can be another assignment you do. If it's not readily available, you can often uh, ask for it and or maybe for your advanced <laughs> students, have them try to do a dictation on the podcast. Uh, but it's a great writing activity to see how much they truly understand. And a trans, uh, sorry, podcasts are free, which is another, usually the majority of them are free. So that's another great advantage for us as teachers to have a free resource for us. And they have very high quality information most of the time that is relevant to, again, really uh, native speakers and using contemporary language, as we mentioned at the beginning. Jen, why don't you uh, highlight the last couple of points that we sure. Have- yeah, so that you, as you said, you have that quality information. Um, just a note: make sure you kind of preview all the podcasts that you share, so that you, um, so it's sharing what you expect. And you can also get class input on topics. Um, so this is a great way to bring in student interest and engagement um, by having them give input on the topics that they will listen to. It's usable exactly. anytime, inside and outside of the class. So you can present a podcast in the classroom. And then you can also share a link and they can re-listen to it outside of the classroom or pre-listen to it before they come into class. And as we've said, you can find podcasts for all topics, all ages, and all levels. And I'm just going to kind of plug in here that for those of us that are passionate about teaching, passionate about language learning um, and improving our own teaching practices or language speaking practices, whether it be English or any other language that you're learning out there, podcasts for us are a great way to stay relevant and to stay informed and engaged. So don't just think of this as a tool for your students for learning in the classroom. Think of it as a way for all of us as educators to continue learning as well. Amen. And just, I'm going to mention one podcast about that. Uh, If you love language and uh, you might want to check out Illusionist, a podcast about language by Helen Zaltzman. It was a fun one. (laughs) Thanks, Jen. Any other resources you want to mention right now? We're also going to put these in the notes. Um, We talked about Voice of America and National Geographic, I believe has podcasts. Any other ones you can mention quickly? There were some great ones that I had found. Um, 
there was one, I think it was called Circle Round, and it's a storytelling podcast. Um, so it's geared more towards kids, and it's really a, a fun one to share. As I mentioned, that African Folk Tales podcast as well. Um, there are some quick ones for those, for those of us that are wanting to improve our English speaking skills, such as Six Minute English from the BBC, um, or All Ears English. And then news related, there's a lot of kids news related ones out there. Um, there's one actually that, that helps us be able to determine fake news from real news called the Big Fib. And it's actually set up like a kid's game show. That one sounded like a lot of fun to me. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. And again, we're going to put these in our notes. So you can watch on the our YouTube channel. You can see our notes written and we'll add some slides for you. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Jen. It was great sharing this episode with you. And stay tuned for our month of storytelling in September. We're going to have some amazing podcast interviewees from around the world sharing their expertise on storytelling with English language learning and all the diverse ways you can use storytelling as a method for teaching English. It was great to have you join us today, and we look forward to having you in the next workshop. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks from TTELT. Bye, Jen. Thanks for Bye, joining Bye. Thank you. <laughs> also, the end of this month, we have our TTELT talks every Saturday. The last Saturday of the month will be August 28th, either at noon and or 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, we're offering two time zones to capture all of our listeners around the world. 12 noon and or five o'clock. You're welcome to join both if you'd like, but please join one if possible. Saturday, August 28th, register for both the workshop and TTELT talks on our website ahead of time under the events tab. Thanks so much for joining us in this podcast. We hope you can join Jen's live workshop. Register on our webpage again, ttelt.org. Email us with any of your ideas. TTT, sorry, <laughs> tongue twister, TTELT info at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day.